This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it's time to go beyond the bases. We're going to play a little game called Three Strikes and You're Out. And our first victim is Marlins catcher Peyton Henry. So, Peyton, how we're going to do this, you're going to give me a number, one through 100. The number that you pick is associated with a random question, and we're going to see how this goes. Okay, I'm going to do number 15. All right, number 15. So we're going to hop right into this thing. The first question, what's the story behind your favorite memento? My favorite memento. Piece of memorabilia. I don't even know what that word was. Um, story behind my favorite piece of memorabilia. Okay, it's probably some uh, some old school original M frame Oakley sunglasses. I bought them when I was in high school, and can't remember when. It might have probably ninth or ninth or tenth grade. Bought these glasses. Thought I was really cool. Really loved them. Well, when I signed to play pro ball my grandpa took them and so he just wanted to wear them around and stuff so i was like yeah great have them go ahead wear them around well he wore them for yard work like every day and would go golf with them and all this stuff love these glasses right so my grandpa passed away this last january and now i have those glasses back so that is my favorite piece of memorabilia that i have just because it reminds me of him and you know Kind of helps me. Kind of helps me connect with him in a way. So I kind of sometimes I put those on and feel like I can, you know, see through his eyes a little bit. So I like that. That's awesome. All right. So so where are they now, and how often do you put them on, or like, what are you gonna do with them? They're actually here with me right now. So I have them. Yeah, I carry them with me. Um, I wear them out every now and again, but mostly like when I drive and stuff, I'll throw them on for a second and just wear them. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So. Uh, Tell me a little bit about Grandpa, what he meant to you growing up, and um, you know why he was so special to you. Yeah, my Grandpa lived. I lived two doors down from my grandparents' house, so they helped. My him, him and my Grandma helped raise me for sure. Um, my Grandpa was a big time wrestling figure and was in the Hall of Fame for wrestling, refereeing, and coaching. Um, he won, I think, somewhere between ten and twelve state championships at Pleasant Grove High School as a coach and won a couple junior high, junior national championships as a wrestler and refereed in like 35 NCAA national finals. So, um, Did you wrestle growing up? I did, yeah. I, I wrestled all growing up. I quit in eighth grade to start pursuing baseball a little bit more and a little bit more seriously. So um, anyway, yeah, he's, he's a great man, and he's, he's a lot of the reason why I have the drive and passion that I do for sports and for, you know, wanting, wanting to make myself better. So, yeah, he's, he's awesome. I spent a lot of time with him. I actually lived with him um for four years to start pro ball so moved out of my parents house and moved two doors down to my grandparents house why'd you do that they had an apartment downstairs so it was kind of my nice nice little own space and 
you know, we got to hang out and he'd come down and eat some ice cream and watch some Netflix with me and stuff. So it was fun. What was it like when he got to come watch you play games? Oh, it was awesome. He loved it. He, you know, he, he got to come out quite a bit, actually. He usually, he tried to make one or two trips a year, come see me in spring training and then try to come see me in the season. So um, obviously the most memorable, memorable one was he came out and was able to see my, um, the second game at Marlin Stadium uh, that I played in. So that was pretty cool for him to be able to see me you know, playing the big leagues, and for me as well, just because that's something we talked about for a long time. And the sunglasses you gave them, you got back, and you'll forever have them. All right, uh, that's awesome, and I think this is why we're doing this, right? You find out something unique about people. All right, fire away. Give me another number. Uh, 59. What food combination do you eat that makes others cringe? Oh, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really weird when it comes to the food, honestly. Nothing at all weird that you might eat or that you do while you're eating or some type of combination of food that you eat? No, I mean, I guess I could just say that I eat a lot of different types of food over a span of a day. Like, I don't know, like, some, you know, sometimes you have Chinese and right after you want some Taco Bell, you know, so like something like that. So I don't know, it just goes based on cravings. I don't really mix anything crazy or weird or anything like that but one thing I have tried that was recommended to me by one of my cousins was fries in a Wendy's frost horrific and I've seen it a Wendy's chocolate frosty and you know what it wasn't horrible it's not something that I love to do or something that I would do on my own but I did try it and it wasn't bad so I guess that's one thing how about if we're at home or on the road a food, some type of dish that's in the clubhouse that just grosses you out when you see your teammates eating it. Is there a particular food that you're like, nope? Uh, today, tuna fish sandwiches. I can't do tuna fish sandwiches. I don't know why. I think it's because my grandma, when she used to tend me, she used to make me tuna fish sandwiches all the time. Um, my grandma Dottie, she would, it was all the time, and it never, it felt like it was never ending. So, and I also had to eat banana and mayo sandwiches, which was the grossest thing ever. That's, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I wish I had a dog at that point because he would have been eating the whole thing. You have a dog now? I do. I do. His name is Tank. I actually gave him to my grandpa, so he's with my grandma now, but he's a boxer. He's about three years old, so he's awesome. Uh, All right. Three strikes and you're out. You've got one more strike. Give me a number. <laughs> the biggest financial mistake that you've ever made. Biggest financial mistake I've ever. This is easy for me. I love sneakers and I cannot stop buying sneakers, particularly Jordans and Nike's. I absolutely love them. I've spent way too much money on them and to me it's okay because it's, you know, it is what it is. I feel like I look good when I do it, but it's a very stupid financial mistake. Right, so how many pairs do you have? I have right now probably over 150 pair of Jordans and Nikes. And these suckers run how much? Probably anywhere, anywhere between. Anywhere between. Jordans usually run over 200 bucks. I bet you most of the shoes I buy are around $200. Right. So we're doing some quick math, and it might have been a financial mistake. But although, will you ever like sell these things? Will you ever like resell them? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. That was kind of. Uh, my off-season job, so to say, in the minor leagues was I would I would flip sneakers and, you know, go go to the go to all the drops and like wait in line at night and stuff and make sure I got a few pair that I could sell in the morning and all that stuff. So that helped pay for a lot of mine. It was more for that rather than a job, so I didn't have to spend all the money, but I could sell the shoes for about double, which would mean that my shoes were free. 
So that's kind of how it is. So what's the ideal foot size? Are you targeting a certain size? Um, yes and no. I mean, there's a lot of people that do. I'm more just target like bigger size because I have very athletic friends and bigger friends who have bigger feet. So they're always buying shoes off me. Um, and you'd buy how many pairs at a time? As many as you could get your hands on? Yeah. Many as I can get my hands on. Usually it only ends up coming out to like two or three, but still better than nothing. All right. So you've got a hundred something pairs. Your favorite pair is what? Oh, favorite pair. That's man. That's tough right now. Go right. As of this moment right now, I told you you had to sell every single pair, but hold on to one. Hold on to one. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to keep the most expensive pair, so I'm going to go with the Serena Off-White Blazers, the Nike Blazers. You look good in those. Thank you. I appreciate that. I haven't seen you. I'm asking you. Do you think you look? You probably do. I mean, you know, they're a little out there for me, but I like them. Yeah, I think I look good in them. We've gone three strikes, and you're out with Peyton Henry. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.